Snow is being seen at this hour in northeast South Dakota, extreme southeast uh, North Dakota, and across portions of central Minnesota. There's also a smaller area of snow being seen in that Bismarck area as we speak. Another round of snow is expected to develop in southwest North Dakota this evening and into central and eastern North Dakota tomorrow. Moderate to heavy snowfall is possible across southern North Dakota. On again, off again snow, really in the forecast for much of this week. In an address to the National Farmers Union Convention, former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi reviewed farm policy. Our latest farm bills, 2018, we believe delivered bold, forward-thinking investments in rural communities, from research to organic and specialty crops, to conservation, to broadband expansion, and more, some of which I mentioned. None of that would have been possible without your intellectual, the intellectual report, resource you all are and the input that you gave us. Pelosi said her caucus will fight for farmers in the new farm bill. The veteran lawmaker said the new farm bill will concentrate on the three C's. Competition, conservation, and climate. Climate and con and having visited some of your farms, you know more than we do on these subjects. We have a lot to learn from you to be current, to be of the future, to be anticipating what comes next. We're talking about precision farming. We're talking about so many things that you know on the day to day. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack will address the Farmers Union Convention later this morning. In a speech to the National Farmers Union members last night, NFU President Rob LaRue said this would be a big year for farm policy. At this point, we have a number of issues ahead of us that we're trying to work on right now. We have a farm bill ahead of us and all the things that we want to see change there. Certainly all those issues around competition that we talk about in fairness for farmers and something that is over top of all of those issues in many ways and that's the work of adapting uh, to this changing climate and making sure that we can continue to make sure that our livelihoods have a future. At the convention in San Francisco, LaRue also recognized five years of continuous growth in NFU membership. LaRue also cited North Dakota Farmers Union for having the largest number of members nationwide. Turkey is taking steps to extend the Black Sea Grain Initiative, which is scheduled to expire March 18th. The Turkish foreign minister spoke at a United Nations conference over the weekend, saying his country is working for the smooth implementation and further extension of the deal. Russia is saying it will only agree to an extension if sanctions on grain and fertilizer exports are removed. Ukraine, meanwhile, also wants changes in the Black Sea Grain Initiative, seeking the addition of more ports to export grain. USDA will be releasing the latest supply-demand report on Wednesday. Martinson Ag Risk Management President Randy Martinson does not expect much 
from this report. This one is a placeholder, you know, but we've been saying that for a lot of reports from USDA and they turned out to be a little bit bigger more than, than just placeholders. But traditionally, this one doesn't mean very much. It's a tweaking of some numbers. When what we'll look for more than anything in this one is how much will they lower Argentina's crop, you know, especially when you see the private analyst estimates coming out. So this one, we really won't look for a lot for U.S. numbers. The March 31st uh, acreage intentions and quarterly grain stocks report will carry much, much more weight. AgriSampo North American market analyst Sterling Smith says this market is facing several headwinds. You know, if you're a long fund manager here, taking some money off the table, uh, adjusting your risk is probably an appropriate thing. We've seen uh, interest rates move up noticeably over the last two or three days. So far, the dollar hasn't been impacted by it, but... You know, we've got some inflation numbers next week and the week after. If that happens and starts to push the dollar up, uh, that could uh, create some more uh, bearish issues for the market. And I think the managers, you know, if you've got money made, it's easier just to make the money. Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. A fast pace continues in the Minnesota legislature. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has that story. A bill to secure the right to repair equipment was heard last week in Minnesota legislature. House Ag Committee Ranking Member Paul Anderson says he is concerned about some aspects of the bill. Well, the bill here in Minnesota has a, has a couple of things that, that concern me, and I'm a farmer, by the way. Um, one is that it, it lumps such things as cell phones and fixing your cell phone screen in with repairing a, a half a million dollar combine, for example. So I think you're not you're not really comparing apples to apples there. And the other thing the Minnesota language has is a, a mandate on our farm equipment dealers that they must sell parts at what's called a reasonable cost or at cost to those that want to repair their own equipment. And I just don't think it's up to government to be telling anybody what they have to set a price for when they sell their products. Anderson says some companies are already making their products available for farmers to have the ability to repair equipment themselves. Dealers are making some of these things available and the companies, John Deere, Case, Agco, those those major companies. But, uh, you know, it's their proprietary software and they're available you know, for a price if the farmer wants to purchase those types of things. And do his own repairs and have access to the, some of those uh, access codes and softwares that uh, um, the right to repair to a certain point, but not the right to modify some of the the uh, systems and pollution systems on these newer modern equipment tractors and such that uh, uh, would really be against the law if, if a farmer tried to modify some of those things. An amendment was made to the bill that would exclude off-road equipment. Reporting agriculture's business on the Red River Farm Network, I'm Whitney Pittman. The new and beginning farmer tax credit is a priority for Minnesota Senate Agriculture Committee Chair Eric Putnam. He has introduced a bill that would provide tax incentives to beginning farmers and those working to transfer their farm operations by generation. But something I'm really excited about is the extension of the beginning farmer tax credit. We had a day where we talked a little bit about uh, land access. And given the cost of lands now, how, how people can, <clears throat> things we can do to make land affordable for people who want to start farming. And the Beginning Farmer Tax Credit is an incredibly popular program. So I'm going to try to put more money into it um, and expand it a little bit so that you can start to use it with intergenerational transfers so that you can sell land to people in your family to get them to continue to farm too and get a pretty substantial tax credit. Putnam says it is important to ease the process for transferring farm ownership. So we increased the amount of the credit 
Um, we're going to allow intergenerational stuff in the context of that. I'm pretty happy about that. I think it's going to be a good thing. Because one of the things that farmers talk to me a lot about is this generational transfer of wanting to make it easier for their kids to go into farming. Um, that's something that we should be making easier, not making it harder. According to South Dakota House Agriculture Committee Chair Roger Chase, it has been a relatively quiet session this year. He says there will be a unique opportunity for a representative with no agriculture. There, there has been, rather, a unique opportunity for a representative with no ag experience to serve on the Ag Committee. You know, we really had an interesting uh, thing happen this year as we had some new people come onto the committee. And we've got limited Democrat representation in South Dakota, so all committees have to have at least one Democrat. And after the election, we had one Democrat freshman legislator from Sioux Falls that was assigned to our House Ag and Natural Resources Committee. And as I did introductions the very first day of our committee meetings, she uh, came up and she says, I've never been on a farm. I've never hunted. I've never fished. I'm from downtown Sioux Falls. Despite limited knowledge of agriculture, Chase says her perspective has been valuable. She was a great committee member. She studied hard. And it became a realization to the rest of us on the committee, it's important to have somebody like that on the committee because we need to have the people that live in Sioux Falls and Rapid City and the urban areas be able to understand what's going on in agriculture, that uh, we try to do the best environmentally that we can, and uh, we have a job to do, and we've got to meet those needs, but yet we've got to be able to tell our story to the urban people and make sure that they understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. USDA's Food Safety and Inspection Service is allowing eligible pork processing plants to operate at an increased line speed. This trial period is now in place until the end of November of 2024. In a statement, the National Pork Producers Council said ensuring sufficient harvest capacity is critical. The Midwest is experiencing a large number of unfilled rail orders. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has that story. The bulk of reported unfilled railway orders are concentrated in upper Midwest states like North Dakota and Minnesota. American Farm Bureau Federation economist Daniel Munch says a combination of weather and labor are to blame. You have frigid temperatures and massive amounts of snow uh, hitting tracks so that makes it more difficult for the railway to move uh, rail cars. So that's probably number one why it's particularly in that region. I also mentioned that BNSF uh, is making up 80% of those unfilled orders and obviously in the upper Midwest BNSF uh, railroad is one of the most important class one railroads for moving grain. And then lastly, uh, one of the, the main re- reasons we've been we've been tracking recently is labor shortages within railroads. So once the pandemic hit, you had a lot of class one railroads lay off employees and it's been really hard for them to get those employees back over the past few years. Munch says there are positive signs that the backlog of rail cars will open up soon. The railroad speeds have been picking up uh, they're a little bit uh, they're faster than they had been over the past few years. The labor numbers, even though they're still below pre-pandemic levels, they have been picking up. Uh, railroads like CFX have surpassed um, pre-pandemic levels. Your big grain mover class one railroads, Union Pacific uh, and BNSF. Uh, they're still a little bit below, but but their numbers are increasing. So that signifies that they're working hard to increase their labor force. And hopefully in the course of the next six months, uh, we could see relief on the labor side of things. Uh, as far as weather, as things get warmer, we hope those conditions subside into the spring. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. 
Updated estimates from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration put the 2022 weather-related crop losses at $21.4 billion. Of that total, $11 billion was covered by crop insurance. The other $10 billion was not insured or did not qualify for existing risk management programs. Drought and wildfires accounted for the vast majority of those losses. And the National Farmers Union has presented its Meritorious Service Award to former Minnesota Farmers Union President Doug Peterson and former North Dakota Agriculture Commissioner Sarah Vogel. Peterson is a former state legislator and led MFU for 14 years. Vogel was the lead attorney in a national class action lawsuit that resulted in an injunction preventing USDA from foreclosing on some 16,000 farms. As we check in on markets, we're down 10 and 3 quarter cents for Minneapolis wheat May at 862. Chicago wheat for May down 12 and a half. KC wheat down 15 and a half. May corn four and a half lower, 635 and a quarter. New crop down by three and a half cents. Soybeans, the May contract six and a half lower, six and three quarter lower at 1512. November contracts 1366 and a half down six and a half cents. On the farm calendar, the Sustainable Farming Association has the Midwest Soil Health Summit coming up this week, Wednesday, Thursday. That will be held at Alexandria, Minnesota. Have yourself a great Monday. Watch out for that weather. This is the Red River Farm Network.